0: Melbourne, Daytona Beach, all the way up to Jacksonville. This moves 20 miles to the west, and you and everyone you know are dead. All of you. Because you can't survive it. It's not possible unless you're very, very lucky. And your kids die, too.
1: Is he talking about this election and this debate, or is he talking about Hurricane Matthew? I don't know, but that that was real. That wasn't fake. That wasn't some crazy... SNL skit or whatever that was that was Shepard Smith talking about Hurricane Matthew on live television, broadcasting about it, uh, giving a forecast of it. That's that's the crazy world that we live in. Oh man, past week we've had uh, we had a VP debate which went exactly how I expected it, so we have to dive in and talk about that. Uh, we had, of course, the infamous Trump tapes. Got to play that audio and talk about that. We had a horrific debate last night that we have to talk about. We have Podesta emails that we have to talk about. We have so much that we have to talk about, it's crazy. So buckle and tighten your seatbelt. We going for a ride. This is FritzCast. How's everybody doing this week? I, uh, I hope your heads are still intact from the madness that is the world. You can just, uh, looking back at this week, you can just see how much can happen in one week's time and and really how momentums can change uh, in the election cycle, in, in the news cycle, really. Uh, just so much happened in the last week. I mean, a vice presidential debate was what, last Tuesday night uh, between Tim Kaine and Mike Pence? Uh, I think it was around Friday night, the Trump tapes got released, Uh, WikiLeaks dropped a Podesta email chain uh, against Hillary Clinton, a hurricane ravaged the southeastern coastline, and of course we had a, a presidential air quote debate town hall, it was some kind of event that happened all in one week, just all in one week. This this is on the cusp by the way of of course just random news story. Did anybody see the news story last week of the 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 I believe it was the Brooklyn Bridge in New York, the giant banner of Putin, of Vladimir Putin that said <laughs> peacemaker? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm serious. The news broadcasted it and they said uh we don't know. We we don't know what this means. It's just there. So again, I test. I hope everybody had a good week uh, amidst all the chaos that has ensued over the past couple of days. I know I've been enjoying the weather change. Uh, we did get a here in here in Delaware, at least we got a little rain from uh, the the outset of Hurricane Matthew. Matthew, of course, it wrecked Haiti. Blew through um, the CNN article I'm reading on it right now. In fact. Uh, Pretty much says it's killed hundreds Throughout the Caribbean um, Almost entirely in Haiti Uh, 330 Is the death toll According to the nation's Civil protection service But lower down here it says uh, Others report it much higher Than that uh, In the 800s even That's a lot of people to be killed uh, By mother nature alone In the US it's killed about 19 people unofficially it's uh, thousands have been rescued out of North Carolina Uh, thousands had to evacuate Florida areas there's there's hundreds of thousands almost I believe without power Uh, as the storm the storm is now off to sea as a tropical cyclone Uh, but it's still obviously affecting shorelines with powerful winds and and that's rushing back to shore but uh, devastating hurricane and that's part, of the, that's part of the baffling thing about uh, Shepard Smith's comments. Like, I get that they were trying to stress to people that the storm could be devastating along the coastline and all that. I don't know what his angle was. I don't know if he was trying to be funny. If he was just trying to be very serious and saying, you know, take this seriously, get out. But it did not work in his favor, and most people don't see that as responsible. Me, me included. I don't see how he handled and reported that as responsible. I know we've been through Hurricane Katrina, Superstorm, uh, quote, Superstorm Sandy, and all that, but do we really get on a news broadcast and say it just like he said it? And you and everyone you know are dead. All of you.
0: And your kids die, too.
1: Joys. Just joys. Now, before we get into debate talk, let's talk about the Donald Trump tapes. Now I'm going to just I'm going to play it for you guys. You might have heard it already, you might not have heard it, I don't know. I'm playing it to you. It is unfiltered, it is uncensored, so if you're sensitive to the language, I'm just saying maybe plug your ears, okay? It lasts maybe a minute or two. Plug your ears, don't listen to it. Um, but honestly, you should because it gives you a good idea of the character of Donald Trump.
2: I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa.
1: I, I, I did try and fuck her. She was married.
2: That's
3: huge news there.
2: No, no, Nancy. Yeah. Na- no, this was... And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there, and she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit. The purple. Whoa. whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes, whoa. yes
1: the Donald uh, has scored.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my man. Wait, wait. You got to look at me when just you get out. This is the memory this up. <laughs>
0: that is
2: very funny. Give me okay. the thumbs up. Look okay. at okay. okay. you. You are a
0: fan. You got to put
1: the
2: thumbs up. You got to get the thumbs up. Can't be too happy. Would you get anybody now. else off first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You got to get the thumbs up. You and I will walk there. Oh,
3: my God. So I have it right, closed there.
2: Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's, it's, her. it's her. Yeah, that's her, with the gold. i got to use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. Her. I don't even know what. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything.
1: Whatever you
2: want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything.
1: Wow. Just just wow. You know what the Republicans did after this tape got released? <laughs> as did about anybody with uh, even half a brain in their head and even half the morality in their head. Now Trump came out. People people are calling it an apology. I'll let you listen to it, and, and here, here it is.
2: I've never said I'm a perfect person nor pretended to be someone that I'm not.
1: Stop. He says he's the best all the time and he's pretended to be a Republican. Roll the tape.
2: I've said and done things I regret, and the words released today on this more than a decade-old video are one of them.
1: I think we're all adults here. He doesn't actually regret anything on this tape. He didn't know it was recording. He didn't know it was recording. And he brings up the fact that it was from 11 years ago. Well, 11 years ago, he was, what, 59? A 59-year-old, you know, man... And he's talking about it like that.
2: Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am.
1: It on, Honestly, Don, it's hard to tell who you are in the first place. Uh, you're, you're a reality TV star. That's what you are. You're a reality TV star running for president of the United States of America. And you have backtracked on statements you've made already. You have flip-flopped on things that you've said already. That's part of my biggest criticism against you. We don't know what we're gonna get out of you.
2: I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize.
1: AKA, I said it in what I thought was a private conversation. It got leaked out, tons of people got angry at me because it's vulgar statements, so I'm sorry for those who got offended by it.
2: I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who've lost their children, laid off workers whose jobs have gone to other countries, and people from all walks of life who just want a better future. I have gotten to know the great people of our country, and I've been humbled by the faith they placed in me. I pledge to be a better man tomorrow, and will never, ever let you down. Let's be honest, we're living in the real world. This is nothing more than a distraction from the important issues we're facing today.
1: There might be some truth in what he's learned, I'm sure he has sat down with grieving mothers. He has talked to people. He has probably evolved in the past couple of months now that it has become something real for him. Ever since he took the nomination, it's been more real for him. So I'm not going to cross the the genuine statements that maybe he's changed a little bit, but as far as this being a distraction, this to me is really a reflection of who you are.
2: We are losing our jobs. We're less safe than we were eight years ago, and Washington is totally broken. Hillary Clinton and her kind have run our country into the ground. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. Bill Clinton has actually abused women, and Hillary has bullied, attacked, shamed, and intimidated his victims. We will discuss this more in the coming days. See you at the debate on Sunday.
1: Now, I love the bringing up Bill Clinton thing. I do. I I love the bringing up Bill Clinton thing because Bill Clinton's actions are Bill Clinton's actions. He needs to own them. And I think Bill Clinton's a little bit disgraceful for his history. Yes. Uh, But that's not Hillary Clinton now. Hillary Clinton bullying and silencing and all that stuff. if If you want to read into the history, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. That's fine. And those are fine criticisms against the Clintons. Perfectly fine, but you can't do an apples to oranges comparison of uh, you know. Well, mine was just words, and Bill's was actions. Well, if you're saying that you would, you know, use your star power and do use your star power to do whatever you want, go up to women, and they just go with it. Kind of makes you a sleaze ball, even 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 if you're even if there's not a, a huge file of you actually doing it, it still makes you a sleaze ball saying you're going to do it. If I got up here on this program and started making lewd sexual comments about things i would do to women and and they would just have to go with it or they would just go with it like i downplay them like that That, that is totally, it's totally this it's disgusting it's it's been defended left and right like as oh this is just locker room banter you're fifty nine years old who cares if it was eleven years ago it, If it was 11 years ago and you were 16, you were a dumb teenager. You were a dumb, horny teenager. It wasn't when you were 16. You were 59, talking about how you're a star and can do whatever you want. Anybody who wants to own those comments and defend those comments, there's just no way to do it. There's no way around it. There's no way that you can stand there and defend this guy. And... By the way, this is just a pure good example of how he is an out-of-touch billionaire. You think he cares or fights for the little guy? You think he cares about you, little guy? No. Hell no. He doesn't even, he's never been the little guy. Never been the little guy. Remember, this is a man who got a small loan of some million dollars from his father. It was just a small loan. Just just a tiny loan, of some million dollars. So I'm sure he's known the struggle of being the little man, of of busting your hump at work. I'm sure he's known that. I'm sure he's known that. Now, bringing back in, you know, throwing in the tax arguments and all that stuff. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But what has this spawned? What has uh, what has his comments spawned? I'm going to give you Mike Lee. And uh, Jason Chaffetz, real quick. Joining
3: me now is the first Republican senator to call on Trump to step down, Mike Lee of Utah. Senator Lee, welcome back to Meet the Press. Thank you very much, Chip. Uh Anything that Rudy Giuliani said there that would make you reconsider your support for Donald Trump or give him time tonight to show real contrition and change your mind?
0: No, but there is something that Mr. Giuliani said that I think was significant, which is that Hillary Clinton is, in fact, a flawed candidate, a deeply flawed candidate. So flawed, in fact, that I think the Democratic Party ought to be taking steps to replace with someone else. For whatever reason, they've not, the Democratic Party has chosen to be the party of the personality cult during the presidential election cycle. I don't think we ought to follow that path. The path, I would suggest, is a path that would bring Republicans together bring together those grassroots activists who have made Donald Trump so successful, who have had this uh, very persuasive Mm -hmm. argument that the Washington political establishment of both parties has failed them, and that we need a a new leader, uh, a Republican leader, who can win, who can defeat Hillary Clinton. That's what unites us more than anything else as Republicans, is the fact that the Washington political establishment is broken, and Hillary Clinton needs to be defeated. We need a candidate who can do that, and I would like to see the Republican Party identify such a
3: candidate and make that change. You know, you, you identified flaws with Donald Trump uh, and were willing to speak out about it um, before many others were. A lot of people are now joining you over the last 48 hours and a lot of Democrats and even some voters uh, in the middle are gonna say why now? Why did you wait till now? The evidence was there for months, arguably years, and certainly, for instance, you Senator Lee, you, you showed the judgment of not supporting him Uh, a year ago and stuck with it. How should other Republicans who have suddenly decided, "Okay, I'm not supporting him now, answer that question?
0: Well, I think people have to consider the totality of the evidence. There were some, like me, who had raised questions in light of warning signs early on. Uh, There were a lot of others uh, who wanted to be persuaded, who hoped that they might be persuaded between now and November. Uh, What was released less than 48 hours ago was less than persuasive. In fact, it turned a lot of people off to the point that I I have serious doubts now about Mr. Trump's ability to defeat Hillary Clinton. In fact, I don't think he can. Now, there is a way here for Mr. Trump to have a legacy in this election cycle. And for his supporters who are are, are really energetic who have done uh, a, a whole lot of good as far as expanding the party, to have a lasting legacy that could mean something here, and that is for Donald Trump to step aside and for the Republican Party to find a candidate who can bring together all the elements within the Republican Party and defeat Hillary Clinton in November. That's what we want to do. That's what we need to do now. I'm out. I, I can no longer in good conscience uh, endorse this person for president. It is some of the most abhorrent and, of, and offensive comments that you can possibly imagine. And, You know, my wife and i we have a uh, we have a 15 year old daughter and and if i can't look her in the eye and tell her these things i can't endorse this person so i'm out of the endorsement here i i I don't know who i'm going to vote for i'm not going to vote for hillary clinton there's no way under no scenario Um, but i cannot offer an endorsement for whatever that means of donald trump
1: they were the two vocal ones that started up. Uh, here's an article from The Hill. Whip list, Republicans breaking with Trump. Just a quick breakdown for you. Posted on ten eight. Here's a list of Republicans who have either rescinded their endorsements from Trump or are calling him to withdraw from the ticket entirely. Ten Republicans revoking endorsements. Senator Kelly Ayodee, Republican, New Hampshire. I will not be voting for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton and instead will be writing in Governor Pence on Election Day. Senator Rob Portman, Republican, of Ohio. I, I don't have to say Republican, do I? Uh, while I continue to respect those who still support Donald Trump, I can no longer support him. I continue to believe our country cannot afford a Hillary Clinton presidency. I will be voting for Mike Pence for president. Alabama Governor Robert Bentley. I certainly won't vote for Hillary Clinton, but I cannot and will not vote for Donald Trump. Jason Chaffetz from Utah. House Oversight Committee Chairman, mind you. I'm out. I can no longer in good conscience endorse this person for president. You just heard his comments. Utah Governor Gary Herbert, while I cannot vote for Hillary Clinton, I will not vote for Donald Trump. Frank Lo Biondo from New Jersey, I will write in Governor Mike Pence for president. John McCain, Donald Trump's behavior this week, concluding with the disclosure of this demeaning comments about women and his boasts about sexual assaults, making it impossible to continue to work. Make it impossible to continue to offer even conditional support for his candidacy. Lisa Murkowski, Arkansas. I cannot and will not support Donald Trump for president. He has forfeited the right to be our party's nominee. Tom Rooney, Florida. If I support him for president, I will be telling my boys that I think it's okay to treat women like objects, and I'll have failed as a dad. Therefore, I can no longer support Donald Trump for president, and I will not be voting for Hillary Clinton. Former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty. He is unsound, uninformed, unhinged, and unfit to be President of the United States. I am withdrawing my support. Calling on him to drop out 24 Republicans. Bradley Byrne, Alabama. It's now clear Donald Trump is unfit to be President of the United States and cannot defeat Hillary Clinton. I believe he should step aside and allow Governor Pence to lead the ticket. Mike Kaufman, Colorado. For the good of the country... And to give Republicans a chance of defeating Hillary Clinton, Mr. Trump should step aside. Barbara Comstock, Virginia. This is disgusting, vile, and disqualifying. No woman should ever be subjected to this type of obscene behavior. And it is unbecoming of anybody seeking high office. Mike Crapo. Crapo. His last name is Crapo. Mike Crapo. Wow. Way to go, Idaho. I urge Donald Trump to step aside and allow Republican Party to put forward a conservative candidate like Mike Pence who can defeat Hillary Clinton. Rodney Davis. The abhorrent comments made by Donald Trump are inexcusable and go directly against what I've been doing in Washington to combat assaults on college campuses. Because of this, I am rescinding my support for Donald Trump and asking my name to be removed from his Agricultural Advisory Committee. Dennis De- Duggard, South Dakota Governor. Enough is enough. Donald Trump should withdraw in favor of Governor Mike Pence. This election is too important. Deb Fisher, Senator Nebraska. The comments made by Mr. Trump were disgusting and totally unacceptable under any circumstances. Jeff Flake, Arizona. Donald Trump is wrong about his level of support. He needs to withdraw from the race. Jeff Fortenberry, Nebraska. I will reportedly back Pence. Cory Gardner, Colorado. I will not vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump wishes to defeat Hillary Clinton. He should do the only thing that allows to do so. Set set aside, allow Mike Pence. Uh, Senate nominee in Colorado, Daryl Glenn. I am therefore calling on Donald Trump to do this honorable, selfless thing. Voluntary, step aside and let Mike Pence be our party's nominee. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam. It is time for the good of the nation and the Republican Party for Donald Trump to step aside and let Pence take the ticket. Joe Heck, I can no longer look at this pattern of behavior and inappropriate comments from Donald Trump. I cannot in good conscience continue to support. Mark Kirk, Illinois. Trump should drop out. GOP should engage rules for emergency replacement. Mike Lee, you heard his comments. The list goes on and on. Ben Sass, character matters. At Real Donald Trump is obviously not going to win. But he can still make an honorable move. Step aside and let Pence try. There's, there's literally dozens more and there's no reason for me to read them all. Because they're all the same. Nobody wants this guy but you know what his supporters are not going to be swayed his supporters are going to stand behind him much the same as hillary clinton supporters will stand behind her
4: as as i recall that was uh something i said about abraham lincoln uh after having seen the wonderful steven spielberg movie called lincoln it was a master class watching President Lincoln get the Congress to approve the 13th Amendment. It was principled and it was strategic. And I was making the point that it is hard sometimes to get the Congress to do what you want to do and you have to keep working at it. And yes, President Lincoln was trying to convinced some people he used some arguments convincing other people he used other arguments that uh was a great uh uh, i thought a great uh, display of presidential leadership but you know let's talk about what's really going on here martha
1: probably one of the highlight low moments for hillary clinton in this debate uh I, i didn't watch it last night i was at work obviously So I DVR'd it. I watched it right before I dived into this recording of the the podcast. And Hillary Clinton was asked a question by Anderson Cooper. I'm trying to find the exact question. I'm I'm trying to find exactly how the question was phrased. And here I have it from NPR that has an extensive uh, transcript breakdown of of everything. Uh, It was Martha Raddatz, so here we go. Quote, Uh, Thank you, Mr. Trump. I want to move on. The next question comes from the public through the Bipartisan Open Debate Coalition's online form where Americans submitted questions that generated millions of votes. This question involves WikiLeaks' release of reported excerpts as Secretary Clinton paid speeches, which he has refused to release, and one line in particular in which you, Secretary Clinton, reportedly say you need both a public and a private position on certain issues. Uh, Two from Virginia asks, is it okay for a politician to be two-faced? Is it acceptable for a politician to have a private stance on issues? Secretary Clinton, you're two minutes. Hillary Clinton then goes into that spiel about Abraham Lincoln. The exact thing that was said here, and this is being reported by Tamara Keith from the NPR White House Correspondent, Uh, WikiLeaks released an internal campaign email From the Clinton campaign's research director Tony Clark to senior campaign aides. That email contained Excerpts from transcripts of Clinton's Closed door paid speeches seen by the campaign As the most politically damaging The speech referenced here Was delivered in April 2013 To the National Multi-Housing Council, a trade association Representing apartment owners Managers, developers, and lenders The full context isn't clear But Clinton was talking about ...the Lincoln movie while describing the sausage-making that it is the legislative process. Here is the excerpt that WikiLeaks released. Quote, You just have to sort of figure figure out how to, getting back to that word, balance. How to balance the public and the private efforts that are necessary to be successful politically. And that's not just a comment about today. That, I think, has probably been true for all of our history... And if you saw the Spielberg movie, Lincoln, and how he was maneuvering and working to get the 13th Amendment passed, and he called one of my favorite predecessors, Secretary Seward, who had been the governor and senator from New York, ran against Lincoln for president, and he told Seward, I need your help to get this done. And Seward called some of his lobbyist friends who knew how to make a a deal, and they just kept going at it. I mean, politics is like a sausage being made. It's un- it is unsavory, and it always has been that way, but we usually end up where we need to be. But if everybody's watching, you know, all the backroom discussions and the deals, you know, then people get a little nervous, to say the least. So you need both a public and a private position. And finally, I think, I believe in evidence-based decision-making. I want to know when, what the facts are. I mean, it's like when you guys go into some kind of deal, you know, are you going to do that development or not? Are you going to... Do that renovation or not You know, you look at the numbers You try to figure out what's going to work And what's not going to work uh, Basically, oh yeah it's, You need you need a public and you need a private Her, her, her trying to argue it Was ridiculous in my book Because she, she essentially said You say one thing to one group You say one thing to another group Well, <laughs> that seems kind of shady I'm just saying uh, The question at hand was kind of dodged If you ask me I I think it was really dodged. Because the question at hand was, is it okay for politicians to be two-faced? Is it acceptable for a politician to have a private stance on issues? Answer, I believe, is no. You need transparency. You need to know that the person you're hearing from and dealing with is honest in their dealings. And I do not believe that you can hold... Two different sides to a stance Now can you try to sell your stance to somebody Can you try to paint a different picture Knowing your audience, your presentation And what is going to appeal to them Yes, that's part of arguing a point If I want to come on here and argue Against Hillary Clinton and against Donald Trump Then I'm probably not going to pull out anything positive That I can find on either one of them And if I was going to try to sell you Gary Johnson for example Perhaps I wouldn't bring up any negatives on him, and would give you all the positives on him. I would argue that you guys who have listened from the from the get go, from the start, would would know that I'm objective about it, because I, it's not like I've brushed Gary Johnson under the carpet, going, you know what? Uh, no, I didn't watch his little Aleppo flub. I didn't watch his flub on foreign leaders. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't do any of that. You know. I didn't. I called him out on it. I said, "What the hell, Gary? You need to be able to do this, regardless of whether or not you're allowed in intelligence briefings that Trump and Clinton are allowed in, because he's not. Be brushed up on your foreign policy. After after he flubbed on Aleppo, he would have done really well in that town hall against Chris Matthews when Chris Matthews asked, "Who's a who's a foreign leader you look up to? Who's one that's inspiring you right now?" If Gary Johnson had right out the back gone, you know what? uh all of them are no good all of them are no good cuz none of them are are going this libertarian route if he had defended that from that perspective he would have came out looking strong instead of sitting there and going oh i'm i'm having an Aleppo moment i can't uh i can't think of uh i can't think of uh a foreign leader's name oh my god bad gary bad 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 he has a good point afterwards to make, but he has to look bad first. That's the downside. Speaking of Gary Johnson, I should say, a Washington time, the Washington Times put out a poll right now. Uh, in real time, I can give you the stats on this poll. Uh, currently, the Washington Times asked, uh, who won the presidential debate last night? Currently as it stands, because uh, I voted in this poll. It asks, who won the presidential debate? Uh, Hillary Clinton registers 10% of the vote with 6,821 votes. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is is in the middle, in second place, uh, with 23,278 votes. That's 34%. Neither has 1,608 votes. And Gary Johnson, who they included in the poll... (laughs) That's 37,471 for 54%. So who won the debate last night? And speaking of Gary Johnson, his release statement, quote, When Donald Trump holds a press conference an hour and a half before the debate begins with the intent of deflecting attention from his own misogyny by trying to convince us that the Clintons are worse, we probably knew everything we needed to know about this debate. And more important, this campaign... We have fallen through the looking glass. Thanks to two candidates who are each running on a platform of not being the other, we are in a historically uninspiring territory. Yes, thanks to some great questions from the audience, there were a few brief discussions of issues. I even heard things from each of them that I, uh, with which I agreed. But the bigger question hanging over the entire debate is whether either of these candidates can be believed. We heard predictable answers... Uh, incessant attacks, and sadly, no indications of leadership. Without any confidence in that a president will have the integrity, character, and principles to actually put the nation first, the rehearsed sound bites don't mean very much. Americans deserve better. They deserve better candidates who are not embarrassments, who aren't interested in pitting Americans against one another, And who have actually proven that they can lead with the principle non-partisanship and a singular purpose of giving Americans the opportunity to improve their lives, be safe, and be free. That's why Bill Weld and I are running, and why Americans deserve a chance to see the very different approach we take to governing. America, I'm asking you right now, there's one more debate. There is one more presidential debate. I think it's time to shoot Gary Johnson up to that 15% or tell the debate commission to bend the rules and let him have a podium up there because this is ridiculous. This uh, the last the first debate and this debate last night were the least of any substance that I can remember the least of substance that I can remember and I watched actively I watched the Romney Obama debates I watched the uh the Bush Kerry debates I watched the Bush Gore debates This year there has not been a single good presidential debate They have really lacked details, they've really lacked policy, they've really lacked anything. And By the way, I cringe every time because Hillary did it again, this debate. She says, go to my website, check my fact checkers. (laughs) It wasn't funny the first debate, it's not funny this debate. Nobody cares about your fact checkers on your website. We'll fact check it through all the third party sources that we can. Because maybe we can get some accurate information there, which by the way, go look it up. They both had their uh, they both had their little blunders. They both had their little misleadings in last night's affair. The vice presidential debate that happened, I can't dive too much into detail on that because Mike Pence won that debate with with style points, and that's about it because Tim Kaine came off as a very, very unlikable individual. But the whole strategy, exactly how I said it would play out, it, it pretty much boiled down to well, defend your candidate. Tim Kaine just just dug into Donald Trump's uh, repertoire, threw out every statement that Donald Trump's ever made over the course of this past whole election cycle, and says, "All right, Pence, defend it." And then all Pence could do was, "Oh, oh, he didn't, uh, he didn't say that, and this, that, and this is our stance, and this is what we're gonna do." And Trump never said that. Pence seems like a good guy. He does. He seems like a good, mild-mannered fella. And he was put in a tough corner because he has to defend his candidate, and he can't. Which is really sad. Which is really, really sad. I got to say this, too, because while I'm pouring over notes and different websites, uh, Paul Ryan has come out today... Stated he won't defend Donald Trump any longer That the GOP focus is going on retaining the House The GOP focus is looking to push down ticket Keep secure the, uh, the House, the Senate Rather than the presidency at this point uh, Let me read you some of this article It was literally just posted up moments ago on CNN says, quote, House Speaker Paul Ryan told fellow Republicans Monday he will no longer defend GOP nominee Donald Trump and will instead use the next 29 days to focus on preserving his party's hold on Congress. Quote, the Speaker is going to spend the next month focused entirely on protecting our congressional majorities. Ryan's spokeswoman, Ashley Strong, said in a statement. I say it like that because they spelled it A-S-H, capital L-E-E, Ashley In a conference with members Monday morning, Ryan told members, quote, you all need to do what's best for you and your district, according to someone who listened to the meeting. Quote, he will spend his entire energy on making sure that Hillary Clinton does not get a blank check with a Democratic-controlled Congress, said the person on the call, an implied acknowledgment that Donald Trump no longer appears to be able to capture the White House. When asked if his endorsement status had changed... Ryan spokesman, Zach Roday, said there is no update in his position at this time. So Paul Ryan's kind of like playing. Paul Ryan does this. He doesn't have any conviction. I don't know if anybody you know knew that about Paul Ryan. He doesn't have any conviction up there. He's saying he won't defend Trump. He won't revoke his endorsement. Uh, a laundry list of Republicans we've gone over that have done that. But he'll stand up there and he'll say, you know what, I'm, vo- I'm focusing on down ticket now. I'm, voc- I'm focusing on making sure that Hillary Clinton doesn't have exactly what she needs to just do whatever she wants. So it's really hard to tell what the aftermath of Trump's uh, leaked tape on Friday will be. It's hard to tell what the aftermath against Clinton's going to be because both of these uh, candidates can... Well, it seems like they can do pretty much whatever the hell they want and their staunchest supporters will still... Hey, they're the best. Ba- hey, look at the other guy. Look at the other guy. Well, there's other candidates in this race, people. I mean, hell, their staunchest critics even like jump the aisle. I haven't, ter- I haven't, I haven't heard Ted Cruz disavow his his endorsement of Trump. And Bernie Sanders is still. Oh, it's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be Secretary Clinton, uh, because. I mean, Donald Trump really. So I applaud the GOP guy standing up, finally. Some of them, finally. But like Mike Lee, I, pay, I played you his clip. He was dead set against Trump from the get-go. Now other people are just starting to wise up, and it's a little too late. No matter how many zingers Donald Trump can put out on Hillary Clinton. Because uh, he had quite a few at last night's debate. It doesn't make him strong in any sense of the word.
4: You know, it is... Uh... It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail.
1: That's probably the best way to sum it up. It was a debate of insults. and a, A debate of insults, no substance, no policies, no moving forward, no progress. It was a waste of time. If you don't want the third one to be a waste of time, you have a very, very short time to help affect it and maybe put, I don't know, somebody sensible up there. That would be my call to you, and to everybody listening. Hey guys, thanks for listening this week. Like, share, comment, get back at me, and I'll see you next week. At least we have a little break before we have another debate. If you can even call it that anymore. Hope you've been paying attention to your local elections.